From the world of AV programming and control with James King, I'm Steve Greenblatt, and this is Ask the Programmer. We're coming to you live, actually, we're recording live at the Midwich booth at ISC 2023. So if this doesn't sound like it normally does, if you watch the video, you could see the AV on air background. And with me as a guest host, because James is back home in Las Vegas, is Brittany DeCessory from Control Concepts. Welcome, Brittany. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I hope I do James justice. I'm sure you will. <laughs> I'm sure you will. James signed off on this, so it's oh. all legal and all oh, cool. Oh, good. We're good. We're yeah. Good. Sign the right documents. <laughs> yeah. And with us as a special guest today is Emily Eicher. She's from CUSIS. Welcome, Emily. Hi, thanks. Thanks for having me. So we're, we're embarking here on a part one of a three-part series where we're going to talk with a few members of the CUSIS team. Emily's the first. And um, CUSIS just announced uh, a developer partner program, which we'll get into in a little while. But I wanted to give Emily a chance to talk a little bit about how she got into the AV industry because Emily's focus is really about software and, and programming, and she's really been an advocate for programmers, mm -hmm. and I think that that's really valuable to this audience. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? Yeah, sure. So before I came to CUSIS, um, I had more of a background in sound engineering and things like that, and I actually worked for an integrator um, where I was a programmer myself. So. Mm -hmm. Definitely understand the, the pains and also the, the joys of being a programmer. Um, and now I work at QSIS and I'm actually uh, a, the ecosystem product manager. So I work with our internal and our third party developers, our developer partners, mm -hmm. such as yourselves, uh, to make sure that we have plugins. We have lots of plugins and we want to make sure that those plugins, which are third party integrations, work really well and make it so that our programmers have a nice day. Um, <laughs> at the end of the day, we all know that third-party integrations are really the key to having uh, a strong platform. Um, so our ecosystem is a huge, huge part of who we are at, at QSIS and we want to make sure that when you drag that plugin into your design, uh, it not only works, but it uh, has all those features that that, uh, that everyone needs um, so that it can be an easy integration and integrate with other uh, plugins as well. Which is really a good lead into uh, what Brittany's role is at Control mm -hmm. Concepts is really working with manufacturers to build these partnerships and help develop plugins and, and uh, to be honest, you know, platform, uh, uh, to support other platforms yep. as needed, but because uh, manufacturers need that type of uh, support uh, beyond just an AP, API, they need to be able to take that a little bit further and to define the term of API, we will do that as an application programming interface. But Brittany, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, how you have those conversations and um, some of the challenges in that because the last time we had you on was back at Infocom and yeah. that was a big topic of conversation. What's an API and why do I need right, one? Right, right, yeah. So in an API, I love to use this analogy, is, is like the ingredients of a recipe. And so, you know, it's great to, to know that you have all of these and you have all these components and you know how to work with it, but then what do you do from there? How do I get to the final result, end result? Um, in this delicious like meal, just to keep with the, that analogy. So what the plugin does is really takes that API and that list of ingredients and gives you the recipe. Here's how you use all of that. Here's all the building blocks you need, puts it together, and it makes it so much simpler for the programming side of things. Um, and so it, the, it takes the weight off of programming in the field and really just makes it that much simpler. So manufacturers who have this API, 
you really want to make sure you're existing in that ecosystem. You want to make sure that you're showing up there and being able to say when the integrator looks and says, oh wait, look, that manufacturer works with this platform, perfect. I'm good to go. I can I can definitely put this in and and rep this responsibly and know that I can stand behind it. Emily, one of the things that we are often challenged with is how do you trust a plugin? And and I know that that's near and dear to you because in the past it's kind of been a little bit um, wide open and there there would be different plugins, modules, drivers, whatever you want to call them, available, but it would kind of keep a programmer in the dark, and when it didn't work, they really didn't know where to go from there. So tell, tell us a little bit about what what is the process of approving a plugin, because I think that that's really important to be able to build that confidence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you know, we work with our, our, our partners, we have technology partners, we have developer partners, um, and what we try to do is really bring those those people together and make sure that we're scoping those plugins with that technology partner and with the developer to make sure that there's a, a cohesive experience between not just you know the development process but also that plugin living within our ecosystem so when you bring a plugin in you kind of have that similar you know user experience um, so at the end of the day you know you, you're having a, you know an easier time integrating those plugins and making sure that they're going to work how you expect them to work, and it, it makes it a lot uh, better than, you know, you know, obviously as, as, at QSIS we're an open platform, so mm -hmm. we love that people write scripts and everything, but not everybody's a programmer, and not everybody's maybe where they want to be, and maybe they don't have time. Maybe yeah. you're on a job site, and you have a day to do something, and you have to figure out how to do it, and you don't have time to write that, you know, right. you know, a hundred or, you know, hundreds of lines of code. Um, so we kind of want to make that easier for people. So. And I know that there's an extensive testing process. Can you talk a little bit about that side? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, with our developer partners um, that we work with, we uh, will get the plugin in after we've done the scope. They do the development. And then the plugin comes back to us, and we go through uh, an intense rubric, uh, make sure that the plugin is developed to our standards. Um, there's a number of different standards, but uh, we'll just say essentially we want all of those plugins to, to be safe um, to be secure and to make sure that they're usable as well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it kind of gets down to a really uh, low level where we're uh, essentially having our software developers review that code and make sure that it's up to our standards. And then we do functional reviews with the developer partner um, and make sure that everything you know works actually. You know, uh, and yeah, so that's kind of. An overview of it, but it's essentially we, you know, we want to make sure that we're doing this and having a consistent, you know, everybody knows that this, you know, these plugins are the best that we could possibly, you know, have them be. And, and Brittany, I know, I mean, Brittany's on my team, so I'll be, <laughs> be very honest about this. But one of the things that is important to us too is that the plugin can work when it's just controlling that one product but when you're looking at controlling it in a system or when you're controlling multiple of the same products, it may be a different story. Yeah. Explain that a little bit. Yeah, so you know, it's it's one thing to have one or two connections and and it it works that way. But when you're talking about scalability, when you've got fifty or a hundred different connections, it, we want to make sure you want to make sure that it doesn't bog down the processor. 
and you want to make sure that you're no, you don't have a hundred connections into that into that processor and then everything just starts slowing down and, and really puts a lot of weight on the system. You don't want that. So um, it's important to make sure that you're looking at a, a model when you're developing to to really support that and make sure you're not bogging things down and that you're supporting it because in the field, if you you either need one, you need 50, you need 100, it should all still work the same. And as programmers know, sometimes Firmware changes or you know API changes within the firmware uh, aren't always your best friend, and sometimes you know you need that. Oh, whoops! This this thing broke this thing, so let's uh, let's work together and make sure that the like the plugin gets fixed, yeah. honestly, and, and supported in a in a fast way. That's what we're we're always trying to make this process more efficient, but also as, as secure and as standardized as, as possible. So it's, it's not a one-and-done thing. It's really yeah. a, a, an evolution and an mm -hmm. ongoing relationship, which I think is should provide a lot mm -hmm. of confidence on all sides of that equation. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, Emily, tell us a little bit about what programmers should be thinking about moving forward. So if you were in their shoes, um, where do you see opportunities to make software, bring more visibility to the, the importance of what programming is and, and uh, how AV is embracing software? Well, I mean, I think if you look even, you know, five, five, ten years ago, um, where the AV industry was versus where it's going and where we are now um, is a lot different. I think, you know, people are, we switched from VGA, you know, finally yeah. we got rid of VGA. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that helps. Uh, you know, I think the, the mindset on what AV can be uh, has changed, and a lot of that is really about experiences right so when I walk into a room I want it to be automated I don't want to have to like you know fuss with uh, remotes and cables and all this stuff I would just yeah. want to like plug my stuff in maybe it switches from signage to my you know laptop I think programmers uh, you know thinking in that way I mean that's how you're gonna be successful mm -hmm. if, if you stay with the times which really are going towards automation and you know really good UI UX yeah, you have to learn how to do that or find yeah. somebody that knows and befriend them because that's an extremely important part of, of what we do. Um, you know, people have these amazing devices that have this incredible uh, UI nowadays and we need to be able to recreate those experiences. Mm -hmm. so. And do you think that there's fear that programmers should be concerned that programming is becoming too easy? So in the AV world, we're moving more towards configuration. Does that mean that programmers will be less important. I mean, I don't think you're ever you're never going to get rid of uh, of programmers and I think there's a huge opportunity for software development, you know, not you know, I think you guys did the good distinction this morning where it's like, okay, you have you have your AV programmer, which those are the people who are making all this stuff come together, but then you have your software development people who are making these really products, these solutions yeah. um, that are going to talk to other devices. So, there's a lot of opportunity there, but there's also a lot of opportunity in, in that, you know, I don't know that we're ever going to get to a point where it's like all these things are going to just, well, I mean, we do have AI at this point, yeah. but all these things are just going to magically, you know, talk together without somebody deciding how that should work. So I think, you know, I think AV being easier is probably, for most people, a, a good thing because you can still be that, you can still, like, even myself, like, I'm not writing plugins every day anymore. I'm I'm the product manager, but I'm, I'm able to play with QSys and, like, play with plugins mm -hmm. all the time and that's fun in, in and of itself and making those things talk to each other and you can do that through scripting as well. You don't yeah. have to 
like use control pins, let's say, just as an example, you can you can make a script that automates and does timing and show control and all those things. Th th those are fun things to do. And it honestly, it takes out the, the pressure of like, oh, I gotta learn how to do this checksum or, you know, whatever, yeah. you know, it takes that out of the, out of the equation uh, and allows you to have fun doing AV. That's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. We want, we, we should be enjoying our jobs Absolutely. out there. I mean, you know, I know it's not always sunshine and roses and everything uh, in the AV industry because technology is technology, but I think, you know, plugins and things like that are really driving a lot of uh, innovation, actually, mm -hmm. in the industry because you have the space to do that. <laughs> you know, you have the time. Yeah. I think that's very encouraging because a lot of times when we hear no coding required or that programming isn't needed anymore, this audience, I'm sure, gets very worried. Yeah. And a lot of people come to us and say, what are you going to do next? <laughs> Is your, are your days numbered? Yeah. No, I mean, I don't think you guys have anything to worry about because you're already doing <laughs> you're already doing a lot of the the things that uh, I think where the industry is going. So. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. I, um, Brittany, just as we wrap up, um, just to comment on what Emily said about the difference between a Navy programmer and a Navy software developer, could you elaborate a little on that? Uh, yeah, so uh, I, I think she she said it perfectly, you know, they're taking all of the things and, and making them work in the field, whereas the developer is really building those blocks. So we're we're behind the scenes and you know, we're we're helping to give you the components so that programming is easier in the field. Um, and so there really is that distinction. Um, the great thing at at Control Concepts is we understand the, the programming audience because we've been there, we've done that. And so our developers understand and can take the calls from the programmers who might need a little bit of assistance um, in the field. And so we're able to really help um, our fellow programmers and I mean, we are one, so we, we love our fellow programmers. Yeah, we're really, you know, we're, we're, we want to enable yeah. uh, programmers to to do cool things. Yes. And we want to know about them. So, you know, join communities. Adrian will be talking about communities. Uh -huh. We want to know about all those cool things. That's a great way for us to wrap up. As most people know, this, this is a podcast about building community mm -hmm. within uh, the AV programming area. So that's a great way to wrap this one up. Can you give us a little bit more about how to reach you, Emily, and to learn more about QSIS? Yeah, so I'm on LinkedIn. It's Emily Eicher, last name is spelled uh, E-I-C-H-E-R. And uh, yeah, you can reach out to me on there, but also I'm on QSIS Communities for Developers. We have a group within there that uh, I post um, plugin releases. So join that group so you can get notifications on new plugins and uh, also software updates and, and all of that as well. So. That's how you can reach me. Awesome. And Brittany, thank you for co-hosting. Of course. Me. Thanks for having me. Hope I did a, a decent job filling in for James. <laughs> I, I know you did. So. <laughs> uh, how can people get in touch with you and learn what you're up to? Yeah, so uh, you can find my information at controlconcepts.net, um, and you can also reach me on Twitter and LinkedIn at Britt Dice. And for me, you can reach me at Steve Greenblatt on social media. Uh, I do some writings, and I have another podcast. So avnation.tv is another place to find me, as well as AV Network and Commercial Integrator. But most importantly, um, listen to this podcast. You can find us on uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, as well as on YouTube if you care to watch the video. And this is the first of uh, a short mini-series that we're recording live at the Midwich stand at... ISE 2023, and we thank Chris Neto for hosting us, yes. and 
with that, thank you for listening and watching, and this has been Ask the Programmer.